Hello, healthy family community manager Jordan here with another episode of the Member Spotlight series. Today, tonight, I'm going to be interviewing head coach Lisa um, on her health and wellness journey and to go along with our January series of Meet Your Meeting Leaders. For those of you that don't know, head coach Lisa leads a Sunday afternoon meeting, which I'm sure she'll talk about a little bit towards the end of the interview, but we just figured in the month of January, it'd be nice for you to meet meet all of your meeting leaders to see where they are in their health and wellness, what they've been through, and how they can help you. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get Lisa on. Hello, Lisa. Hey, guys. How are you? How are you? I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, like I said, so much for joining me tonight. Like I said, we're just going to make this a quick interview to kind of let our new members of 2022 get to know who head coach Lisa is, to see and hear how your journey has been. You have a very inspiring journey. I listen to it all the time and I'm excited to see and hear what you have to say today and then also let people know about your meetings that you host and then also your new podcast series or the podcast that we're resurrecting in 2022. So Lisa, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? All right. So some of you guys, I recognize some of you have been with me for a while. Some of you have been with me on Facebook since, you know, years and years ago. But basically, I started with healthy before it was I track bites. Mm -hmm. So way, way back in the very beginning, when it was one little guy in Canada doing his own thing before the current team, you know, bought and took over and redesigned the app. It was part of my life then. Now, in terms of how I got there, for me, I have been overweight all my life. And it wasn't until I hit my 30th birthday and I was living in New Zealand. And I decided at that point that I was going to, to make the change the very first time. I just heard gunshots. <laughs> My next door neighbors, y'all, I live in the sticks. <laughs> so um, I, I apologize if the dogs start barking, but I, yeah, I just heard somebody fire off a rifle. Squirrel! <laughs> Completely distracted there. Okay, now I over 14 months lost over 100 pounds and maintained that loss for quite a few years yeah. until things changed with my health and I got sick. And then over the course of about 18 months, I put back on that entire 100 plus an extra 20 of its friends. And I have been struggling with that since then. There is a lot that changed for me at some point and I developed a lot of autoimmune issues and they're still ongoing. I'm still kind of working it out and I'm still figuring out how things changed and what changes I needed to make in order to avoid becoming 450 pounds in the blink of an eye. You know, it's extremely easy for me to gain and very difficult for me to lose. And, yeah. you know, as somebody who has a different set of medical stuff going on with with you, you know that inflammation is, you know, it comes on out of the blue. And in my yeah. particular case, there are, there were times, last year was very bad for me. There yeah. were times when in a 24-hour period, I would gain anywhere from 14 and a half to 20 pounds in inflammation. Knowing that it's inflammation doesn't change the fact that it was there. 
And it doesn't change the fact that it doesn't go away. So it's not like a sodium gain. It's not like a water gain. It's not, you know, something that if I just give it a couple of days and drink a lot of water, it'll go away. Mm. In my particular case, it's muscular inflammation. And that 24 hours, it could be four weeks before that was gone. And what I was finding was that I would put on 15 and then I'd lose two. Then I'd put on 11 and then I'd lose two or three. And then I'd have a big one and it would be 20 and I'd only lose four. And so last year, cumulatively, I gained because I just couldn't, I couldn't get these flare-ups under control. Yeah. Now this year, and we're only in, you know, we're only a couple of weeks in, but we had, if you've seen the weather, I'm in West Virginia. I'm in Southern West Virginia. So we got hit by this big snowstorm, ice storm kind of thing. Last year, that would have caused this much of a change and this much of a swing in the weather would have caused at least an 18 to 20 pound gain. And that's just, that's just kind of the way it is. But it only caused an eight pound gain. So did I still poof? Yes. Is it as bad as it was? No. So I am just, I'm just thankful that it's not as bad as it was. Do you um, think that, do you think that because a lot of people that might not know about Lisa, she set out in 2022 to kind of get back to her basics. And I say that in quotations because her basics is not going to be the same as mine or yours. You know, we think of go back to basics. Oh, on better balance, get with your zero bite foods. Lisa's basics is she needs the most whole foods that she can eat in her diet. And, you know, me and you have had conversations before where it's like none of us realize and you didn't realize just how you weren't doing bad as far as like eating horrible foods, but it's just like got a little lax. And Mm -hmm. do you think that it could be 18 days in that you uh, getting back to your basics has helped us. It only was an eight pound, you know, instead of 20. Right. So it definitely made a difference. And the biggest thing for me was, and I, I kind of came to this realization at the end of last year. So sort of November, December-ish. I was looking back over where did my like biggest major flare-ups start? What was I eating then that I wasn't eating before? What changed? How did I go from having a major flare-up once a month to having a major flare-up, you know, every 10 days or something like that? And what I figured out was in my particular case, I think I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I've been doing this for years. I'm spinning my wheels. I am not making headway and I'm still reacting to stuff. So I got less careful about my labels. Now for me personally, I can't do artificial sweeteners of any kind. And I, and I didn't do that. But what I did find was I had done a 12 week wellness reset last year that really kind of showed me a lot of whole unprocessed foods that I was eating that were still affecting me in a negative way from either a histamine or an oxalate level. Yeah. And again, this isn't something that most of you guys will ever have to deal with. But is that like a diet? Is it, do they call it a dot diet, DAP? There's something that it's some sort of protocol or a diet that they do that you kind of, it resets everything or kind of takes you out of everything to see you do it for, is it a DAP diet or something? It's something well, like that. I can't remember what it's called. So I think you're probably talking about either 
an AIP, which is an autoimmune protocol diet, or something like FODMAPs, which is if you're doing like IBS and things like that. It wasn't that specific. I was looking at it from from a slightly different perspective. But but basically, yes, what I did was I went back to the things that I knew I reacted to on a, like I had to test all my foods out. Mm -hmm. And so I started with foods that the main list that I was using, which comes out, there's a lot more research about what's wrong with me, which is mast cell activation syndrome is my biggest issue. And it's not very well known in the States. It's being much more researched in Germany and Switzerland. And so a lot of the case studies that I'm following, a lot of the research that I'm following, a lot of the medical journals, a lot of the advice is coming from these websites overseas. And they were saying that the first thing to do was the first seven days you did what's called a potato and rice reset. You could have any type of potato and any type of rice and salt and that was it. That was all you ate for seven days. And, you know, I was using Better Balance and I was eating potatoes and sweet potatoes and black rice and wild rice. And the the protocol said, as long as it's potatoes and rice, you're good. Okay, Mm. not a problem. Four days in, I was incredibly sick. And I don't mean like like throwing up sick. I mean, I just yeah. mean my reaction was huge. And I, I couldn't figure out if this worked for everybody else, why was I having such a struggle with yeah. it? So I started looking at the only thing that I could see that was in common was I was eating a lot of foods that were purple. And that's both because I love my eat the rainbow color foods, uh, but yeah. also because, you know, that's, that's what I had. I love purple sweet potato and things like that. And so I was eating just like dark versions. And that led me into a discovery about purple foods being higher in oxalates. And then that was like this huge puzzle piece because it turns out that for most people who are not oxalate sensitive, you know, you can have, well, in my particular case, if you are oxalate sensitive, you shouldn't have more than 125 milligrams of oxalates in a day. Okay. One cup of spinach of which I was eating all of my salads are spinach based, right? So one cup of spinach uncooked is 650 milligrams. And I shouldn't have been having any more than 125, but I didn't know this, right? Yeah. So purple sweet potato is like 400 milligrams. And I was just overloading my body yeah. with all these purple foods. And it's not just purple, but, you know, spinach yeah. and chard. And one day I hadn't had any lunch and I was at Kroger and I wanted something to kind of eat in the car because I was yeah. feeling a little eh. And I had bought one of those six ounce punnets of blackberries, mm-hmm. right? So I ate the blackberries. I didn't check the Oxalate, level. Yeah. I didn't know. And and they happen to be purple. It just happens. But that was like 300 milligrams just in blackberries. And what I worked out is that my average salad that I was having was on most days anywhere between 1,500 and 2,000 milligrams of oxalates for somebody who shouldn't be having more than 100. That was one of the things that I really discovered there. So I was eating very cleanly i was still eating very whole food based yeah but within that yeah within that i still have to pay attention for me to the oxalates and the histamines and my own food intolerances and things like that so 
this 12 week reset was me taking everything out and starting back at a a base of zero and going, okay, I'm going to test this food individually. What is my level of reaction to this food? And so I had done that. But what I figured out is that when I got lax about it, I started letting foods that had a level one reaction slide. I knew that I would possibly get a little... I would, I would possibly have a little reaction, but I was like, I'm reacting anyway. So, yeah, you know, I'm just going to have it anyway. And at first, it was only maybe one meal once a week that I was letting something slide. But then I started looking at my tracking. And by November, it was like one in each meal, not one meal once a week. It was like yeah. one in each meal. And so this year, what I sort of set my main goal to be was know what I've called Franken-chemical foods. So if there is a single ingredient on that list that I cannot buy in the supermarket and remake at home myself, that food is a no-go for me. That includes all of the... It's not to say that there aren't any processed foods because technically pasta is a processed food. But if it's just a chickpea flour and that's the only ingredient then I'm fine with that. But at the same time, I'm not going to have some of the things, my Asian noodle kits, which I adore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was eating a lot of ramen bowls. And there are certain things that I don't react to that other people do, like MSG. I've never had a problem with MSG. But there's other stuff in there. Yeah, Yeah. Mary, the thing is, here's the thing. I live in the middle of nowhere. My closest Trader Joe's is three and a half hours away. Their Whole Foods closest one is five hours away. I have no Aldi. I have to drive an hour one direction or an hour and a half in the other direction to go to Aldi. My shopping options are Kroger, Walmart, which I just... mm -mm. And so what I do is I use Misfit Market. Uh, which is an online produce subscription service. And I get boxes from them and I shop at Kroger. That's what I have access to without driving an hour. So I have found ways to make it work, but it definitely, like, not only do I have to figure out where to get something from, but I have to figure out how not to pay. And we were just talking about, you know, pricing. I mean, pricing has gone up insane. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. (laughs) Well, that's another, yeah, that's another podcast like, episode. <laughs> well, for example, I don't have Costco. Our closest Costco is in North Carolina. There are none that I have access to. Yeah, um, we do have a Sam's, which is an hour over in Virginia, but it's just me. So buying in you know a big bulk like that, if for most things, it's not effective by the time you figure in having to get there. I mean, I could just buy yeah. it at Kroger. But yeah, it's it's a balance between availability and budgeting and my food restrictions. <laughs> so, so, so Lisa, my question, well, first of all, I want to say like just the fact that you have been through what you've been through, just like what somebody had said before, I'm trying to, Louise that's on here, was like, talk about never giving up. You're such an inspiration, Lisa. And I say that and I tell you that all the time, Lisa. Like me and Lisa are like BFFs on here. You know, just the fact that you haven't given up, you every day, like I come to you with my troubles, with my health, 
And you always seem to be there to pick me up and tell me what it is. And it's so nice to know that you haven't given up and that you're like, you're going to try your best to figure out what's going on, how you're going to be able to give yourself the healthiest life you can. And I was on Instagram over the weekend. Go figure, right? I was on Instagram over the weekend and I was following one of my, uh, one of my, uh, pages that I follow. And she actually talked about they're more of a whole foods holistic type thing. And uh, her husband actually had an accident. He was involved in a car accident, probably like 11 years ago, and he developed an autoimmune disease from it. And it just kept going downhill. And the things that they were sharing were it kind of reminded me of you. And people asked, they did a Q&A and was just like, what medicine are you on? What is this and this? And he literally was like, it's food. He's like, I had to completely do what you did to figure it out to be able to live life that I'm not in so much pain and this and that. And so I guess my question to you now is, what is some of these 2022 goals of yours? You know what I mean? It's the beginning, but you're already 18, already number one, you had an eight pound gain of inflammation rather than 20. That's amazing. But like, what do you hope to see this year be for you? So it's interesting what yours is saying there because all of this for me, they think started from my car accident as well. So Crazy. I I was hit by a drunk driver and anytime that there is substantial trauma, the body reacts and it, it reacted in the beginning with me, it was fibromyalgia is where it yeah. started. And then it just... I was much better in New Zealand, but I think that that's because the quality of food is very different. What yeah. you have access to, New Zealand is this little double island and, you know, everything is fresh and, and it's much, much less chemically processed. Yeah. I didn't start seeing such a huge change in my health until I came back to the States in 2010 and then like over the course of the next couple of years, things started to change and get worse and they have just sort of spiraled. Yeah. So I have, last year was a great learning year for me. Yes, from a weight loss perspective, kind of sucked. Yeah. But from knowing way more than I did last January, I can now look at this year and go, okay, so I don't have a numeric goal because my body just does not work that way. I can't say, oh, I'm going to lose X number of yeah, pounds this no, month yeah. or this year. But I just need to, the first thing is I have to be super, super strict on my labels. And that I've started, so from the first, I basically looked at everything in my pantry and I cook for a neighbor three days a week. I cook for Sandy. And so there are things that I've kept that I won't have any more yeah. of, but I still keep them because they, they're something that she doesn't have any trouble with any of that. So I can use it in her dishes and then yeah, just make mine separate from that. But I went through my pantry. I went through my freezer. I went through my fridge. I really, really like tightened down on what was acceptable and what I was going to allow into my diet on a daily. I got back to eating. I noticed in November, I was looking at some of my videos before I deleted them all. I noticed that I had more processed products on the table than I had fresh, whole fruit and veg. Yeah. And it's not that my end result was 
necessarily, it, it wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't what works for me. And so yeah. that was my first focus. Let's have as little extra processed and definitely not, you know, no weird chemicals in there. That's number one. I really increased my fruit and vegetable spend. I kind of sucked up the fact that things got expensive and went, you know yeah. what? And it's like we were talking about, like you were saying with the guy in the medicine. The thing is that prescription medication is chemicals and capsules. And at one point last year, I was taking like 21 pills a day and I was reacting to everything in them. So these things that were supposed to be helping me were yeah. causing these major reactions. And so it was ending up that I was worse off taking them. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to go on to Amazon. I'm going to I'm going to do supplements that don't have, you know, yeah. sort of the extra stuff in there. And that helps to some degree. But that was another thing that I did was I really just cut all of that extra out. If it's not a have to take, then I'm not taking it. And that is something that we'll see how that goes, you know, this year. But so far, I'm surprised. Well, maybe not surprised, but it, it has made a substantial difference. It seems like, and I'll know as I kind of go along. But yeah. if you if you look on Insta, the plates have become they've gone right back to my like super bright, colorful yes. stuff, and I love eating that way. So it's just a matter of putting a couple of things into place, and like we were talking about from a freezer meal standpoint. Yeah, you know, one of the things is that when you have chronic illness or chronic pain. It is very easy to get to the end of the day and just be like, I can't be bothered. I, yeah, I just, I, I just don't feel it. I totally get that. Like I said, me and me and Lisa talk every day and there's not a day goes by that it's like, I check on her, she checks on me, how are we doing? Because it is, you know, we each have different th illnesses that are wrong with us and, you know, we support each other. And I guess that's the best thing about just community in general, our healthy community is that we find each other and we support each other. And I mean, that's the best thing. That's what I love is just that you have kept on going and you show up for our members, you show up for your members, you just, hey, the show is going to go on and you are going to get to the bottom of it. And I guess like that's the best thing too is I get to follow along and see how it's going to be. You know what I mean? And that's why I was one asking you about that, like what you want to see 22, because I really hope that by the end of 22, you are like, hey, we got it under control, you know, figured this out. Yeah. I, and I don't know how a lot of what's going on is not, it's managed, you know, sometimes management is the best you can do. Like we were talking uh, about we before, talked sometimes about you yes. can only really manage. And, you know, I, I know that there are people who will get this like mary's just posted spoonies unite for those of us that have a lot of uh, sort of chronic illness they it, the story behind that is what they call that every day you have a certain number of spoons yeah. and that represents your energy level and sometimes you know sometimes standing at the sink so i don't have a dishwasher standing at the sink to do a sink of dishes can take all of my spoons for the day and it's just, there are certain things that are sometimes harder than others. You know, walking to my mailbox right now is extremely difficult because 
of all this stuff that's going on. Yeah. Yes, moon theory. Now, um, let me just, just because I'm going to forget and they're going to scroll off my screen. Give me one second because I want to address a couple of these comments. Um, Louise had said about the chicken and beef. And yes, here's the weird thing that I figured out a couple of years ago. So Kroger's brand of chicken is Heritage Farms. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that particular chicken, it is injected and it's called a, it's a plumping agent. And some companies just use sodium, like they just yeah. use a saltwater solution. But a lot of the lower priced ones use carrageenan and natural flavors. And they are in my top three reactants. So if I wasn't looking at the, like you, you look at a raw chicken breast in the store and you think it's chicken. What else is going to be in it? There can be a lot of other stuff. Oh, yeah. So yes, that was absolutely one of the things that I needed to address was the, the making the choice of my um, meats. So definitely, yes. Oh, Sarah was talking about zap that is my so my pantry room is called the zombie apocalypse pantry because basically you guys could come live here and shop out of my pantry yeah um, i have i have a tremendous amount of stuff in there it's so pretty much the size the pretty much the size of my rv it's what it seemed like it's well there's so i live in this tiny little farmhouse and there was no there is no pantry there are no countertops there were no drawers there were nothing so like all of my silverware lives on my sink or in i bought a kitchen island you know yeah. and it has a couple of drawers in it and so i use that but everything else i had to put shelving in to store because i just there there isn't anything here so yes so that was, I just wanted to kind of catch up on yeah, those. I'm no, sorry, definitely. I'm touching my phone, which makes it move. Yeah, like Louise had said earlier about GMO not being allowed in Europe. And yeah, it's, there is a tremendous difference between the food that I have access to here easily. We yeah. don't have, you know, somebody had said to me about Misfit Markets, why didn't I use my local CSA? which you know is your farm to table box that you can buy from local farmers. We don't have co-ops. We don't have CSAs. It's not something that I have access to. And yep. the farmers market, the only thing we have is from May to September that we have what are called tailgate markets. Yeah. So people who have stuff can drive to a particular parking lot and then yeah. they can like sell produce off their tailgate. Yeah. Okay. We I'm actually you, West just, Virginia. <laughs> no, um, I actually just found out that in Opelika, Alabama, which is right next to Auburn, that's where I go to Sam's Club at. It's like 40 minutes away. They actually have an actual building that is called Farmer's Market. And it's like a 24, like all year round uh, farmer's market. And I just told my wife yesterday, I was like, we honestly need to stop there next time we go and just see how much fresh produce there is from farmers because it's Alabama. We have a lot of that going on. Um, well, and and do a Google search for, because you may have access to things that I don't. Do a Google search for CSA, which that's that's what is they're that called. They come, is that where they come and they have a drop off? A lot of a lot of them do, yeah. They'll either have you have that. one location that you can pick them up at, or you can yes. go to the farm and pick them up. And some, very few, but some do a delivery service as well, kind of like Misfits do. Yes, um, my but, wife actually just told me 
that there is, I don't know if it's CSA, it's something that it's like all the organic things that they do a drop off. So like a big semi truck comes and you can only get it if you sign up for the drop off, pay for it. And you're there at that location. It's in like Tuskegee or something like that, which is yeah. right by Opelika for us. But she actually said that too. It's funny that you said that because she thought about that. And I've been wanting to look up Misfits too, because in Indiana, we didn't have a Misfits. I couldn't get Misfits market where I was. I think right before we left is when they started I think my mm-hmm. sister-in-law was trying was getting it. Um, but that's when we were moving. But no, that's well, so Misfits is in all but about four states now, and those four states are kind of northwest. I think it's I think like Montana, Col- Montana, Colorado, Utah, maybe some of the ones yeah. that they're not in. But for some people, now I don't have this here. It's not available in my zip code. But Imperfect Foods is another box subscription. Too. Yeah, I've heard of it, and they're worth food. looking up too. Hey, Jan, I don't have a Sprouts. Our closest Sprouts would probably be North Carolina as well. And Mm. like for me to get to Winston is three and a half hours. And for me to get to Raleigh is like five hours. So mm -mm, I don't have access to that either. I wish. Yeah. (laughs) I wish. Hey, Lisa, let's talk about real quick before we get off. I know I don't want to take up all your night. What exactly, let's talk about your member meetings. So you do them okay. on Sundays right now um, at, it's two o'clock yeah. central. How are those? Like, what can you tell your members about heading on over there on Sundays for a Sunday afternoon? So I think the really great thing about us, uh, about the meeting mentors is that we all kind of approach this from our own personal experience, from our own perspective, we can all have the same topic and find things that we resonate with within that topic that can be different from meeting to meeting. And I think that's yeah. a fantastic thing, especially if you go to multiple meetings in a week and, you know, finding the person who has a similar perspective or a similar energy to what it is that you're looking for is super, super key. And I think that there is, we have enough meeting mentors that are coming at things from such different perspectives that there should be something for everybody. Now, for me, and I said this in my last meeting, I find it really important to be proactive instead of reactive. So a lot of times we wait until something happens and members fall off track and then they feel like they have to restart. So my focus on our last meeting was, I don't want you to have to restart. Let's look at how you can prevent having falling off in the first place. Yeah. And so I am approaching things from a perspective of, and I've said this before, kick that stupid wagon out, right? Get off the wagon and let's not look at, and I'm not saying that you're never going to have a blip on the radar. Like that's not it at all. But I am extremely passionate about getting away from this diet mentality that we have been built into for so many years and looking at how you can make changes that are not only sustainable, mm-hmm. but it is, it's also something that you don't feel like you have to white knuckle and grit your teeth to just get through to the end. Because, yeah. And we're going to talk about this in this week's meeting. You know, this no, week, know. it just like, so happened. Oh, hey. 
it just so happened that this week's meeting is about this. And I tell you, this is one of my big like passion moments. Yep. I, I want people to find a way to be able to do this sustainably five years down the track, 10 years down the track, 20 years down the track. Make this the last time that you need to lose this weight because you've done the hard yards, not just on what food you're putting into your body, but yeah. everything else that goes along with it. You know, we, we have to change our relationship with food. We have to change our mental way of looking at this. And one thing that lifetimers will tell you or maintainers will tell you, there isn't an end. Yeah. Just because you've lost the weight, you still have to maintain that loss. So if you lose the weight in a way that you are not going to maintain that lifestyle, then it's going to come back. Like yeah. little Bo Peep's sheep. They will find their way home. All those little pounds are going to come back. <laughs> yeah. So that is where I'm coming from. So as a meeting mentor, I am coming at this from a perspective of, Let's do this in a way that you don't feel miserable. You mm -hmm. don't feel restricted. It is something that you can continue on. It's about making different choices. I don't necessarily, it's not about better choices because our, we class food as good or bad. But as anybody who's been on Conquer Cravings or Calories knows, you can make most things work within your plan as long as you kind of, as long as you're proactive about it. Don't yeah. eat something and then check it out and, and then find out, oh, hmm, that was 35 points. I probably shouldn't have had that. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's, that's another difference between being proactive and reactive. Yeah. So I am all about helping people develop a skill set to really change their lives and not just diet and not just lose weight. And I, I guess for me, that is probably the biggest thing that if, you know, if I can't get anything else across to people, that is where I live is in the, yeah. let, let's do this. And I don't expect people to eat like me, right? I'm not telling you that you, you have to give up all the stuff that you use that makes your plan work for you. So, yeah sugar-free things and fat-free things that I can't have, if it makes your plan sustainable for you, yeah. if it makes it something that you go, you know what, I can have a quarter of a cup of fat-free cheese and I don't care if it doesn't melt particularly well. <laughs> if you want to have that mm -hmm. and it makes you less anxious and less stressed about your bites for the day, I'm not going to tell you not to have it. But if you said to me on the flip side, oh, you know what? I actually feel like I want to clean up my eating. Yeah. And you're looking at it from any type of medical condition, especially things like polycystic ovarian syndrome or yeah. any of the like autoimmune stuff, RA. And uh, I know there's several of us that have what's called POTS, which is a, uh, it's a heart based. For me, my blood pressure grows screwy and yeah. you, you basically, you stand up and all of a sudden the world spins, you get really bad vertigo, it, it kicks you in the teeth. And there's yeah. any type of autoimmune or inflammation issue can normally be helped, not cured, not fixed, but it is definitely not going to hurt in most of those cases to eat cleaner. 
And so I am always available to share what I've found because trust me, I have hundreds and hundreds of hours of research. But at the same time, I'm not going to tell you that you can't have your coffee or your coffee. either or which goes into your podcast you're you know we resurrected it in 2022 and the second episode is being edited by the editors and will be coming out this week so you know you're everywhere what we're talking about i am i am (laughs) so i have jordan and i are working on what i am like super excited about could be this major development in how we can get you guys content. Because right now I have my Instagram and I post all my meals on there. So if you're interested in sort of more whole food eating, you've got that part. I do daily videos on YouTube and I also am working on, and it is going to be a very long process, but working on redoing all the tutorial videos for healthy. Between the meetings and the podcasts and Insta and YouTube and Facebook, you know, I, mm-hmm. I have I have a page on Facebook and then Sarah and I run 16 different healthy Facebook groups. So there is a group for each plan. There is a group for specifics like Whole Foods or losing over 100 pounds or, you know, we, we kind of have covered everything. But... I wanted to get together with Jordan this year and put together things where we can really like concentrate everything into one place and give you guys some exclusive member features, you know, and things. I just, there's so much information that I want to share with you. And so we're working on the best way to be able to do that. And I'm hoping, I'm really excited about where that goes this year. So you'll have access to kind of everything. In the meantime, you can certainly message me or send Jordan a message and say, hey, I'm trying to find Lisa and I have a question Uh for her. (laughs) And and if you can't find me, then he can tell you where to find me or Sarah. Yes. Um, So Debbie's asked, what's my last name? Wood, W-O-O-D. But most everything... But um, Sarah, if you're still on and you have it, will you post that little contact me thing that has all my links in it? I know she had said before. So in most places, it's I'm from Dumpy to Diva. But Sarah can post that. And if not, I'll send it to Jordan. And if you can't get in touch with us, then yeah. uh, he, can, he can post it for you. Well, Lisa. But yeah, that's, that's where I want to focus this year. What about you? Oh, Lord. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I, that's a whole other like, meeting. Well, it's a whole other meeting just because like a lot of people or like you, you know, I talk to you all the time about my, I don't, I don't call it an autoimmune. It's just an inflammation disease, just dissecting folliculitis. And I really feel like I could do a whole episode of it, kind of like the journey, like Lisa, not the whole like, you know, inflammation and gaining weight, but just the fact of going through so many years since 2015, since they found out that the reason why I got my dissecting folliculitis, which a lot of people, if you don't know what that is, my hair follicles died. So it actually ended up coming from a head injury I had that was in 2015 when I first started my restaurant. Um, I was actually in the fridge, bent down. And when I came up, 
I had either left the freezer open a little bit or at that time we were, it was a restaurant. So we're all rushing everywhere and somehow the freezer was open and it clicked me when I went up, but when I like that and hit the corner of my head and just by that injury, I mean, months and months later, I started losing my hair and they were like, oh, it's, wow. I think it's cancer. They, you know, this, you know, what is going on? I, I was in my doctor's office. Literally, they numbed me up in the doctor's office and cut me open to see if they could see anything that didn't work. And so they sent me to a surgeon, surgeon cut me open and uh, just checked over cancer. It wasn't cancer. He still didn't know it. Went to several different specialists. And then finally, one day, my newer doctor at the time was like, I'm going to send you here to Logansport, which is a little redneck town in Indiana, to the hospital to see the specialist. And I went there and he instantly looked at it and was like, this is what you have. And that wow. was 2019. So from 15 to 19, which is not as long as you but, you know, not knowing what it is, I would wake up, I, I've told Lisa before this, I can't sleep. And the reason why is not because I'm not tired. It's because my head is so sensitive and hurts from all the all the spots that I can't. And I talked to Lisa yesterday or the day before about thinking about changing up my diet and about foods because it's coming back. You know, Lisa has talked about with you guys tonight about medicine really just it isn't a it might not cure it. It might just make it subtle for you. And with that, with my doxycycline I'm on for my head, it's not making it making it happen anymore like it used to. So that's another episode which me and Lisa will have to have to talk about, but... Okay, so I had a couple of thoughts because I didn't know that's where yours came from. Mm -hmm. So my guess is that no matter how clean that kitchen is, the corner of metal, it must have actually, you know, something got in either a little tiny crack in the bone or it got into the muscle tissue and it kind of developed from there. But the interesting thing is that for a different reason, but when I started getting sicker and sicker, I lost all my hair. So it was, you know, our body, both from an inflammation standpoint and also from just sort of common symptomology, yes, we're not coming at it from the same perspective, but absolutely, there are days when I would say to somebody, you know, you don't understand, even my hair hurts, my scalp yep. hurts, you can't, yep. you can't do any, just existing, just sitting mm-hmm. and heaven forbid, like my worst issue at the moment and for the last year or so has been, if you're familiar with diabetic neuropathy that people get in their feet, I don't have diabetes, but I have a very similar situation. So when I say my hands and feet hurt, like my hands get to the point where I can't hold a pen yeah. or a, you know, I can't, I had to give up painting and crafting because I just, I, I can't do that. But oh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely, it's one of those things that something like that happens. Yeah. And, and when you're really, trying to work around all of that as well, you know, you've yeah. got that going on. And I, I know we've talked about things that, you know, you have to work out. What can you afford? What can you realistically do within your time constraints? Yeah. What can you do that, you know, is going to be okay, not only for you, but is also compatible with, you have to take care of a family and, you know, your extended family there on the same property with you and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Balancing yeah. all of that out can absolutely I, be tricky. And I honestly think that I've told our members, you know, for me in 2022, it's slow and steady wins the race. I will figure it out, whatever it is. Um, but just like you, like my thing is, is that in 2022, I want to get that taken care of. 
whether that be it's a different medication I have to get on by seeing a different doctor or whether that's like, like I said, today was day one. Again, I went to taking my vital proteins collagen because somehow when I was doing it before, that seemed to really strengthen my follicles, which kind of made a barrier around it, kind of like strengthened my skin. And so it's just little things like that. But but Lisa, it'll be good to see. I want to see where you're at in 30 days. I know. You know, I oh, tell gosh. people a lot of times if you're going to do something, then yeah. give it 30 days to really yep. kind of see. Well, and the canister I buy is 20 servings, so it'll be 20 days at least. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check in with you in three weeks. Yeah, I know and I'll you be will. like, All right, let's see will. where are we at. Where are we at? Yes. I know so you will. yeah. All right, Lisa. Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I know that, you know, with the weather, you don't really feel 100% the best, but you were inspirational to me as always and to our members. And this is going to make a great episode. And Sarah did put all of your, um, where we can find you on your blog, on Instagram, everything YouTube is there for you guys. And yeah, I hope that they will check you out on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time because it's a good one. It's a good one. So this week, this particular week, out of, I haven't seen what's coming up after that, but this particular week is diet versus lifestyle. This is my cornerstone. This is, if it comes down to, if I had one thing that I could shout from the rooftops, this is it. So if you are ready or thinking about how to get out of this merry-go-round of diet, fall off, diet, fall off, diet, fall off, this is the week to come to a meeting because... Yeah, I am very, very passionate about this particular topic. Yes, love it. Thank you, Lisa. You have a good night. It was nice interviewing you, talking with you, and I'm sure our members enjoyed it too. All right, bye, guys. Bye. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming to another episode of the Member Spotlight series. That was Head Coach Lisa. Like I said, Lisa has posted in the comments everything where you can find Head Coach Lisa and you can check in with us next week as we interview um, Meeting Leader Alexis to wrap up our January Meet Your Meeting Leaders. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I will see you guys again next Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Bye, guys.